Hello and welcome to episode one of Life with Football. I'm your host, Kyle Smith from Platform Sports League. Man, this is crazy. I've been thinking and talking and speaking about a podcast for easily over a year. Uh, This is episode one. It's finally going down and I couldn't be more excited. Listen, the goal of this podcast, just like I said in the preview, uh, in the trailer, really just to bring light, to put a pulse on football culture, tell the great stories that the sport of football is involved with, um, bring out some education for the youth, for the guys that are going through day-to-day workouts, off-seasons, recruiting processes, um, also for the parents. Uh, Being a mom, being a dad of a kid that's going through this crazy recruiting process, of a kid that's battling through high school, middle school, whatever it is, the insecurity that comes along with being an athlete, the mental challenge. Um, This is for everybody. This is for coaches as well. All right, we're going to talk a whole lot about different types of things, uh, different areas of the sport of football, X's and O's, the recruiting game, uh, the stories that nobody's ever heard about, really digging in deep to the psychology uh, piece I say that because I'm an athlete that went to a Division I university, and I was not the top guy. It's pretty clear. Okay, I was out there battling for my spot every day for years, for basically two straight years. Uh, I ended up starting at free safety, um, but I went through a battle, man. I went through a serious battle mentally, um, losing jobs, gaining the job back, People coming in, being recruited over me, um, things like that, to the point, I could tell you this, I could tell you after practices, at some point, whether it was the fall or spring, the springtime, spring practices were almost more stressful, um, I'd come back into the locker room, take my helmet off, and there'd be clumps of hair sitting in my helmet, just falling out of my head. I'm, you know, 21, 22 years old, um, stressed out, dude. So uh, that's, those are the stories, that's the perspective that I'm coming from. There's a lot of people out there with different types of podcasts that are NFL greats, NFL legends, uh, that have these great stories of success. Um, I do too, but they're different. But I also feel like I represent the majority of the people that make it to the next level, um, where you're not necessarily the top two or three football player on your team, right? You're part of the masses. You're playing a role. Uh, you're doing everything you can to scratch and claw your way to a starting spot and and the ability to contribute. So um, that's the lens that I hope to give. Um, I also hope to give a coaching lens. Um, when I got it back into the coaching profession, even before that, as a player, I was always obsessed with the X's and O's because I was so paranoid and worried that I'd have to do my job, right? I don't want to fail. So coach comes in, puts some things on the whiteboard. We're watching film. I'm going through all these rules, right? Well, if he lines up here, this is what I do. If two wide receivers show up on this side, this is the call I'm making. Um, And I was always the guy asking questions. Well, what if this happens? What if he does this? And I remember coach uh, Lou Anarumo is one of my defensive backs coaches. Every time I'd open my mouth, he'd be like, Smitty, just relax, man. Just relax. We will get there. 
So uh, that gives a little image to kind of the, the type of player that I was. I always needed to have everything covered mentally because for some reason I knew um, that physically I wasn't exactly the most elite individual on the field. So it's a different psychology to play with. I understand that. Um, confidence is a huge piece. Um, but again, things I love to explore and I'm excited to explore with different people from all different walks of life. So episode one, I got the chance to go visit um, practice workout session for Indy Select Academy. Uh, they're one of the premier football clubs here in Indianapolis. Um, really awesome program, man. So uh, there's a lot of conversation going on. There's a lot of pull back and forth, a tug of war, if you will, between formal high school football, those high school coaches, and then you have the other side of the scale for the private stuff, the seven-on-sevens the private instruction, the trainers, um, uh, agility, speed, everything else that's in the market, right? So you have this almost dichotomy of two different forces pulling in this football world. And who's in the middle? The athlete himself, the parents themselves um, that are either paying money um, to certain trainers or certain programs um, that are telling people one, telling them one thing, and then you go and turn around, and you got the high school coach in the other ear telling them another thing, right? So I'm just curious, and it's just so interesting to me that each side uh, has their own beliefs, and for some reason, I find it in the my majority that each party want to bring the other down, want to speak negatively about the other. If you get down to the nitty-gritty, honestly, uh, it's a battle of insecurity. It's a battle of egos. It's protectiveness over the athlete um, because everybody want to, wants to seem that they know more or they are the one with the answer. Listen, if you have any piece of coaching history whatsoever, you know that you never have all the answers. And there's always going to be some dude um, before you, after you, that's going to know more in a certain subject. Um, it really is a profession of humility. Um, and if you're not sitting there learning, if you don't appreciate the other parties that you're around, the people you work with, then you're going to fall behind. That's, that's just facts. Um, so really, what would be ideal? Well, let me tell you this. You got two parties. Um, that battle against each other, and it's not even just solely that. It's not solely the opposite parties. It's trainers that bash other trainers. It's uh, seven-on-seven -seven coaches that bash other seven-on-seven -seven coaches or teams. It's turn around to the high school side um, or the school side altogether, and they're bashing other schools. They got this coach. Um, we have this one. He's better, blah, 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 blah on and on and on when it at the end of the day it is about none of us none of us all it's about is the athlete themselves right we're here uh for the right reasons the guidance trying to provide value trying to provide knowledge for the kid himself um so i'm just hoping for a world 
um, or a conversation where you could hear each other's points and understand and respect that everybody's here to do the right thing. And if you're not, if you find a trainer that's purely not for the athlete, just for money or just for self-interest, then I get that. But at the same time, I really am optimistic and I feel that everybody is out. Or for the most part, people are out for good and they're out um, for the interest of the kid and of the families and to get them better, prepare them for the next step. I'm curious if this, in this world, these two forces could coexist, right? Um, and I sort of found that in the Indie Select Academy. So uh, the director, Chad Spann, um, he's a former NFL running back. He's a former Northern Illinois great, okay? He was the 2010 MAC Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, two-time first-team All-MAC, Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, the guy went into the NFL, went from, I believe, the Colts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, Houston Texans, and ended up in Canada um, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So the guy has had a path. But right now, currently, he's the offensive coordinator at Warren Central here in Indianapolis, uh, one of the top powers 6A, the largest um, class that you could be in. He's the offensive coordinator there. So he's a high school coach, but he's also the head of this private entity, right? So who better to speak with than Chad to get a better understanding of kind of the perspective and what they're trying to do? Um, after my conversation with Coach Spann, I was lucky enough to catch uh, Indy Select's head coach, Coach Eric Hooks. Uh, now, Coach Hooks... Yeah, has greatness in his own right, man. So he went and played quarterback in NAIA St. Francis uh, over at Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, went to a few national championships, has all the stats, um, plenty of experience, and he really has that head on the shoulders of a complete uh, leadership visionary type. Um, just after a few minutes of speaking with him, I can tell this guy's got it together. Uh, this program's got it together feel like he and everybody else is in it for the right reasons. Like I said, I uh, was just really grateful for the opportunity to speak with them. Let's go ahead and get into it. Episode one, let's go. So we were doing those sessions when we started. Right. And then when we took over in Select, um, so that was over the summer. That was like summer of 17, something like okay. that. Summer of 16, maybe. I can't remember. And um, we were doing just clinics. And then we were given select that summer, so then we did the football season. And then that winter, we opened it up to, uh, really we weren't full academy at the time. Right. We just had more, we had more options for, uh, we had more uh, seven on seven teams. We wanted to offer right. seven on seven to more people right. than just those 18 kids that we had. Got it. So um, from there, we mixed in the, the training portion of it and we made it into academy so um so four years we've been doing skill development that's really our main focus um our main you know we want to develop players uh here in indiana um for their high schools right you know there's a lot of seven on seven programs here in indiana um and a lot of them want to win seven on seven tournaments. Right, right. We don't care as much about winning seven on seven tournaments sure. as we do as developing kids. And that's what that basically to me that looks seems like the line between programs like this and like 
Number one, it's the whole line with like high school coaching, and a lot of these guys, it sounds like everybody's right. coaching on at schools right. too. Right? Everybody I mean, for the most part, here either is a coach or has coached in high school. It's like how are these the two cultures kind of blending? You know what I mean? High school, actually formal football, and then this crossover off-season stuff. It's just interesting to me, you know. Well, what what makes it work is the fact that we are skill development first. Right. Okay. Right. There, like I said, there are other programs that just want to play seven on seven and. They do things that aren't real football. Right. And, like, every single play that they're running, they run, is a real football play. Right. No doubt. You know, uh, they're running real football coverages. So we're trying to teach them football so that when they go back to their high schools, they're better players. No doubt. Um, now, we just happen to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. You know, but we, that's because we have really good football players. Right. Not because... You know, we focus on seven on seven. We're training kids to play seven on seven. Like we really don't care about that. We want these kids to be good, and we've had a really good track record. Right. And we've had we've had David Bell, who was an yeah. all a freshman All American this year, Big Ten Player of the Year at Purdue, where you went. To right. School. Right. Um, we had Jack Kaiser from Pioneer Pioneer High School in, in yeah. Royal Center, Indiana. There's 396 kids in his school. Right. <laughs> and no he doubt. wins Mr. Football. That's you know crazy. And so, yeah, somebody else has mentioned that too. Like, you're getting the 1A guys to come compete with some 6A yeah. guys, and everybody's yeah. mixing in, and that's the deal. Nobody knew who, who, who Jack Kaiser was. I didn't know who Jack Kaiser right. was. He came down here and tried out. And we're like, he looks like, an adu- <laughs> he looks like an adult. Yeah, wow, that's the <laughs> So, um, he had just lost state that year. It was a sophomore year, just lost state. Um, we saw him work out a couple of times. We put him with our, our, our national team that travels across the nation. Right. And um, I remember I, w- I was sending, like, I talked to a lot of coaches. So I send, because I coach at Warren, Warren Central. Okay, yeah. I'm the offensive coordinator there. Got so it. I talked to a lot of coaches. Right. And so I'm, I'm you know, pumping these kids too. No and doubt. And so I told them, I told Iowa. Iowa was recruiting David Bell really They're hard. They're in here hard in Indy, yeah. huh? They've got a lot of our kids. Yeah. Um, Right now, they've got three indie select kids on their roster. Wow. But uh, uh, they were calling about David Bell, mm-hmm. and I was sending so I was sending that coach. I was like, hey, I got a kid. He's, a, he's an Iowa linebacker for sure. You got right. to check him out. So I sent him his film. I sent him. Um, I sent him. He was running track, and he did uh, his county track meet. He won the 100, 200, shot put, and discus. Wow. So I sent that article to him like, hey, this kid's legit. You need to check him out. Is it Higgins' kid? Or no, this is, no, this is Jack Kaiser. Who's oh, at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so so uh, that coach is coming to town to see David Bell. He, he calls me. He's like, hey, I'm, I just got landed in Indianapolis. I got a little extra time. Where does that kid, uh, Jack Kaiser, live? So yeah. I was like, I don't know where Royal Center, <laughs> Indiana is, but here's the address to the high school. Really? <laughs> so I sent him there. He he said he went up there, um, watched him run the 200 meters in track practice, and he called me back. He's like, hey, I love the kid. That was they it. They offered him the next day. Wow. That was his first Division One offer. And then from there, you know, he's at Notre Dame now. And, right. he, and then he also won Mr. Football. So that's so, legitimate, like, crossover. I mean, you're correct. talking to these college coaches. Correct. So I mean that's that's what we I mean that's where we're at now. They don't always go where we where I plug you know I can push right, them right and, and and it's not because of me that he got sure. this is his ability sure but you know here gave him the exposure right to to get that kind of if I never see him then who knows what you know right who knows what would have happened sometimes it's that last step or two to connect the dots right, right? connect the right people um 
we had a kid who's now a freshman at he's a freshman tight end at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Joel DeCursey. He went to Zionsville High School. Um, his first offer was from Northern Illinois. Well, wow. Illinois Browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't know about that. So you know that that's just kind of kind of the thing. You know, we've had like I said, we had three kids. We have three kids at Iowa right now. Uh, two of DJ Johnson is a is a corner. Uh, Julius, uh, what's Juju's last name? I forget already. Dang. <laughs> he went to Warren, too, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, but Juju, Juju was actually his freshman year. He was he was rated the number one corner in the country wow. for part of the season. And then uh, Tyrone Tracy, who, okay. who made some big plays this year for him. Those are all, all kids who played on this team right. together. Um, and his brother's coming through this year, right? Is uh, it Tracy? Yeah. He's too old. So oh, okay. we don't we – don't, we, we don't take seniors out here. Got it. So he's graduated. So he's graduated. Um, but his cousin, Larry Tracy, was on our in our program right. okay. too. And Larry's now a freshman at IU. Wow. Uh, so I don't know so if you, you, I don't I saw, we had a quarterback here uh, who was our quarterback two years ago. He's now a freshman at IU. Oh, the well, IUK. Yeah. Grimmel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he comes to practice. A lot of our kids, That's when cool. they come back from school, they come in and work yeah. out with us. Yeah. That's what's up. So when you when you took it over and opened it up to more cat like basically a guy like me I'm basically been in Indy for four years so I'm starting to learn about the different programs like new and every kid legitimate kid that I see out there select select gang select <laughs> how did that happen how did that start or create uh, is that something that was established you think with that original team or a little bit crossover so they were, they were, like I said that that original. Before we took it over, now that team was really good. Right. Now, they didn't have the best players, mm-hmm. but they are a really good team. Gotcha. So when we when we took it over, like, our first thing was, like, okay, we got to have a good national team. Yeah. And so we looked, we looked through thousands of hours of film. Right. Trying to find good players, young players that will develop into – you know, being a really, really, really good players. So we, we uh, that first team that we put together, like the Joel DeCursey, who's a freshman at, at okay. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was. I saw it. He didn't play his sophomore year. Okay. I saw his freshman film. I saw a 6'5", so 215-pound kid who was faster than everybody else on the field. Yes. Yeah. You know, we saw that, and we're like, oh, let's bring him in. <laughs> He'll be okay. Yeah. And he developed into an SEC tight end. Wow. Um, now, and there are some players who are already developed, like Tyrone Tracy was already a baller. Right. And he was a Gatorade Player of the Year his senior year. Right. Um, David Bell, already a baller. No um, doubt. But uh, David, Bell was, David Bell was the only guy who was already in the program that we kept. Everybody right. else was brand new. So we just went around and found, found a lot of talented kids um, and put them together. Yeah. And... You know that kid right there in the red shirt and the, the red shirt right there. Okay. He was a he was a our first quarterback and he was quarterback at Carmel, one state his junior year. Gotcha. Uh, lost state his senior year. Wow. Uh, great quarterback. Not playing college football, but I mean this is how much he loves this program. No doubt. That he he came back and he's here helping us practice. Right. Um. But you know over the last. Over the last four years, I think we were keeping track for a while, and we just lost track. Yeah. Like the first two years that we did it, there were uh, 163 Division One offers right. amongst our wow. our unit of about 36 kids, our national team. Really? 
160 Division One offers. Uh, Marquis Step, uh, he's a running back for USC, yeah. came through here. Um, cathedral, right? Cathedral kid, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Orrin Edwards, he was the Cathedral's quarterback this year, just broke the record. He was yep. on our program last year. He's too old now, but gotcha. You know, we just and he, you know, he came here as a freshman, so right. you know, before he had developed into that. So we just, we just, uh, you know, we have a good eye for talent, and also opening up to more kids right. allows us to get kids younger. Right. You know, there's a kid over here. He's running around with his shirt off. Right. His dad was the guy who just shook my hand. Okay. Um, we had his older brother. His older brother is a sophomore at Air Force. Okay. Football at Air Force. The kid with the shirt off flying around out there? Yeah. What was his name? What's his name? Micah Hauser. Okay. He plays safety and running back for Westfield. Okay. So Micah, I've had Micah since he was in sixth grade. And now he is a sophomore and he started at Westfield as a freshman. Okay. So that's how yeah. good this kid is. And, I mean, that's not all us. Yeah, sure, but, sure. Um, just you know, keeping these kids together, though. Correct. Man, that's correct. Um, and that's the fun part about it. Yeah. Man. I had a, a lot of these kids here, um, you know, we had when they were 6th, 7th, 8th graders. Right. And, you know, we've kind of put them together. That kid right there with the ball in his hand, this one right here, he's a quarterback at Warren. Gotcha. Um, I had him as a 6th grader. Wow. We played in a 7-on-7 seven seven league that wasn't run by us, and it was all 8th graders. So, like, the high school would come down and coach – uh, their eighth graders that are going to be in their high school next okay. year. Yeah. So the freshman coaches will come down and coach. Um, and so we enter this tournament with our middle school kids. So we got six, seventh, and eighth graders going against all eighth graders. And that kid was our quarterback. He was probably about this tall, <laughs> uh, sixth grader, and we didn't lose a game. Tore it up. The whole uh, thing. Hey. That kid who just shook my hand is from. I just met him today. Mm-hmm. He's from Illinois. Really? Um, like that's how far. All right, Connor. See you later, man. Um, that's kind of how far we've kind of grown this thing. There's kids from Illinois, kids from Ohio coming into the state right. just wow. to be a part of this. And they come every every weekend Absolutely. and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. I just met that kid tonight. Uh, how about this guy? This I know guy, him. This guy. Is, this guy's gonna be all right. <laughs> no doubt. He's gonna be all right. One of my cool. favorite kids out here. Thanks, coach. Yeah, man. He's a lot. Man. <laughs> Just keep slinging that I thing. Want, I want to throw a fade to you. I wanted to, I wanted you to line up. Got you that juice pleats. or what? Maybe not today. I'll bring the police next week. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember you were, you were doing it last year. Yeah, I know. I'm a year older. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good that. point. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, we got... Uh, so the big thing for me, like money... Right, like kids, what I was trying to explore is just like the accessibility for some kids around this city, especially, mm-hmm. to do things like this. Yeah, you know that was that was one of our biggest things was the reason why it wasn't this big was um, because it costs so much right. money. Right. So we've been able to um, do really well as far as we we are a five hundred one c three. Got it. Um, we have sponsors, Methodist Sports Medicine, who's okay. in this building. They have, they have an office right there. They're one of our sponsors. Okay. So they give they give a nice a nice check so that we can make this more affordable for right. everyone else. Right. That's um, huge, man. Also, another kid who shook hands with me before he walked away. His dad owns a excuse me. His dad owns a um, stable. 
stable sponsorship. Okay. Yeah. So we pull in sponsorship money that way. Yeah. We pull in a lot of money that way. Also, because of the success of our program, we became um, my first year. One of the first, one of the first things that we did was we brought in Adidas sponsorship. Shortly after my, after I took over, Adidas approached me about um, about sponsorship. Got it. So they they give us. That gives, so that saves us a lot of money. Right. You know, for kids don't have to buy for that, especially that national team. They don't have to buy cleats, gloves, Got it. uniforms, hoodies, sweats, Got t-shirts, it. all that kind of stuff. Shoes, all right. that stuff's paid for. So that's the space they would compete with, like Battle, right? I know that Battle Adidas? is like a piece. Yeah. So Battle is trying to get into football from 7 on 7. Right, yeah, yeah. And Adidas has a grassroots program where they um, they're into seven on seven too. And Nike didn't when we when we first started, Nike didn't want to get into it, and now they are starting to a little bit. But I think Adidas has got such a strong hold on it. Right. Um, so we will compete in we will compete in the Adidas National Championship in March. Okay. Uh, in the end of March, which is uh, it's probably the. Coolest football event. That's crazy. You ever? I, I, really? Where's it, that? It's in Tampa, Florida. Okay. So that is really the hardest thing to prepare for is raising money to take twenty kids to. Right. You know, our first year was in Las Vegas. Wow. So yeah. take take kids to Las Vegas. Our second year was in L.A. Right. Last year it was in Florida, and this year will be in Florida again. So it's about finding those creative ways to correct figure out. So we do all types of fundraising. Um, We do like snap raise, but what's really helped is the sponsorships. Like I said, you know, bringing in, you know, a lot of money from from Saint. I'm not Saint Vincent. Ooh, I almost messed up. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what they are. Uh, Methodist. Methodist. (laughs) I got it all right. Yeah. Uh, Bringing in some money from Methodist. Bringing in money from other, you know, small businesses here in Indiana. Right. um, Really helps us. And then, like I said, the Adidas sponsorship, man, that cuts, that cuts, you know, this in half. Right. And then sure. makes it um, feasible financially for yeah. a lot more families. Right. And then we can, it also gives us room to scholarship kids. Got um, it. So that is, I mean, that's how we make it work, man. And um, like I said, it's been working pretty well for no the last couple of years. I respect it, man, I, for sure, because I... Like I said, I'm just a new guy learning about things, and it's like every, it's just, it feels legit every time I look at it and hear about it and get a chance to see it this time. So, yeah. Oh, that's fine. No, we, we want to, our thing is we want to send guys back to their programs. They came to us. And, and coaches mentioned that, too. It's not just seven on seven. Like, we're doing this to improve your the high school side. Of it. We want to make... We want to raise the standard of play. Or, or, you know, the standard has really been raised by a couple individuals and a couple individual programs. Right. Now it's just can, can that rising tide lift all boats, right? right. Can we bring some of those kids that are doing things well from those great programs in and have them compete with and against some kids from other programs that that's don't see that? Right. You know, we've got 6A down to 1A. That's, that's a theme, it sounds like. Everybody said that. Like, it's so cool to see a 1A kid compete against a 6A kid because where else are you doing it? Nowhere. Right. You don't get to see it anymore. <laughs> I, I was involved in one tournament and long ago, but you literally legitimately go to a tournament. They're playing kids in Michigan, and mm-hmm. just the competition alone, it's a different kid coming yeah. out of that weekend. You yep. know, and, so. and guys gain 
you know, have the ability to gain some confidence, a kid that maybe knows that they can dominate a lower tier of high school football right. that they're familiar with, they get out into the water with the sharks and find, and find out they can swim. Right. Now that that takes their their ceiling higher. No doubt. And and they and they can dream bigger and they can kind of reach for those aspirations without them being dreams anymore, but right. goals. What do you think about like uh so like I said, being able to compete with different kids from different areas, mm-hmm. to me it like creates that sense of community, sense of pride, like you said, the tide of Indianapolis mm-hmm. or Indiana, or even kids from different states right. are coming here, right? Yeah, I mean we've, we've got some kids from uh, you know, a kid, at least one kid from Ohio we kid got from Illinois. a kid from yeah. Illinois came in today um, yeah. we've got kids that come up from you know, basically the Indiana-Kentucky Kentucky border at right. Evansville not, not necessarily this year, but before right um, so it's it's cool because we're about you know the the Mick and those those schools in Central Indiana have yeah, done a great job of being visible and they're getting the ESPN games and stuff like no that. You got your cathedrals that are always yeah. very visible, but if you can get some more of those programs to be playing well. Now, now you get recruiters that are coming in, and like one thing, yeah, like one thing that makes me feel great is like you see a school like Grand Valley State that now makes it a point to come and recruit absolutely Central Indiana because they know they can get kids that know how to play football, that right. know how to work, and love the game too. So that's, that's what you know, just from getting trying to get more and more into the community. Like you see certain schools, colleges that are hitting all these guys and seeing them on Twitter and things like that. So they and get it. it. Yeah, they know. And I think it's cool because we've you know, we've got a, a, a bunch of coaches that have either both played at the college level or beyond, and now coach at the high school level or middle school level. Uh, or have like right. I don't coach anymore. I did at a sure. point, and, and my regular nine to five job got in the way of it. I hear that. And that's man. why I had to. I had, <laughs> I had to find another outlet because I love the game. I no love doubt. being around the game, and I love coaching. I love you know right. seeing kids get better. So right. this was that outlet. And, no doubt. And it's been awesome. I respect it, man. I really you're doing a great job. It's a, it's it's a really passion cool. project. I mean, we love it. We don't. I mean, we don't get paid doing this stuff. Yeah. We just do it because right. we love to see kids progress and, and those stories that we get to have like a Jack Kaiser. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just one kid coming back yeah. and saying that it's and like, showing love. Yeah, yeah. He gets it. He- What's up, everybody? Listen, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you gained some value from this episode. Please, 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 if you like the episode, if you like the podcast, tell everybody about it. Share, like across all platforms. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day.